We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zoo, if the Knicks won the last two, is OG and Nick right now? Interesting alternate reality. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. Because again, I, I think still make do the move even if they're they're nineteen and I guess at that point, yeah, nineteen and twelve on the season. Again, it it comes down to, and I'm not entirely sure what the uh, I talked about the New Year's Eve deadline that Bobby Marks tweeted about. I don't know if that deadline was already preset. My guess is it might have been. If that were the case, then that's a good deadline to have. I don't know. I, at first I thought it might've been okay. Well, because the Knicks lost these games and the Raptors lost these games, but it might've just been a more CBA focused thing that marriage of convenience as a result of it. Yeah. Let's Zach Horowitz. Sure. I'm mortified. I just realized the Jersey countdown. Yep. In the intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm keeping it as this for now. I don't have yeah. another not number nine that ma- matters. I I don't have a number. Dennis Smith Jr. Want me to put that as a new number five in the in the front? I, I think the Jersey countdown is good for what it is at the moment. Also, it's not like the Jersey countdown is exclusively players who are currently on the Knicks. It is about Knicks past and present. So uh, maybe there comes a point where the Knicks get a number nine and RJ doesn't fill that void. But until then, he's very, very much here. Next up, Jesse M. Seeing a lot of emotional takes flying. Everything will be fine in a few days. I love this trade. Then his second one, my super chat two days ago declared, I'm counting down days till RJ is off the team. Welp, LOL. Didn't take very long, Jesse. Yes. Speaking of countdowns, uh, I'll just read a bunch. Uh, Zach Horowitz, thrilled I was able to return my recent RJ jersey. Yeah, Merry Christmas to those folks who got uh, RJ oh, and IQ yeah. jerseys. I hope you didn't take the tags off or that you used American Express. Because my quickly my quickly jersey, as I mentioned, is not returnable. And that's fine. I don't think I would do it anyway. My goodness. Um, what's the this AI thing that's been going around where you get a kid a jersey he doesn't like and the oh, kid is yeah. crying and the parents are laughing at him? Um I wonder if that is... Uh, someone's probably making that AI thing at the moment. Yeah, so Very possible. 
Uh, Juanan, Precious Mentored by Taj might be something to watch as well. Just wanted to throw that out there because that boy has some talent and fits Tibbs. We didn't really talk about Precious Achua that much. What do you think? Again, I am still skeptical about long-term. He's a really good offensive rebounder. Uh, it's just... I. <sighs> I think at this point right now, it's kind of like we are in desperate need of some reinforcement because God bless Taj. It, he's, he's, I mean, the man's timeless and yet he is old and uh, he'd probably be the first to admit that he's an older guy, but he's smart enough to stay in the league and he's built great relationships to be in this position. I just don't know if precious is really going to do very much because um, I, I just, he doesn't seem like their type of player. So this is of course a question I have for uh S Barahini who watched every minute of precious Jewish, a uh, precious Achua uh, in uh, a Raptor uniform. And um, I mean, it's one of the questions I'll ask tomorrow when I get the chance to talk to him. I will say, I thought you guys did a great pregame pod when you had him on last time, the clip about OG when he was saying, I just don't see a trade. My honest to God, first reaction was, uh, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> uh, uh, there will come a time where uh, you, th- th- we've all been there. We've all looked at our favorite teams. Like, this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't blame him one bit. But when it happened in real time, I was like, okay, okay, we'll we'll see. So uh, I'll give my honest re- reaction that I, when I say honest, because it wasn't necessarily to him on the pod because I was trying to keep it cordial. And like he did mention like that being said, quickly is awesome. So that would be a perfect mm-hmm. trade if, if I wanted yes. it. Um, the guy's also in the Toronto locker room. So my thought was like, that might be what the organization is peddling out to be like, we value him. We think we can resign him. So you're going to have to bl- blow us away with a player that we want back. Clearly, Emmanuel quickly is a player that they wanted back. So, uh, L Corian, we skipped a, oh, did I, did I? Yes. Oh, apologies. Yes, I did. Uh, James Lee. Hey, this is is for me. So I'll, I'll read this. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, actually I shouldn't cut you off. Hey, Hey JC, most of the assets that were rumored to be traded with spider are gone. Deal breaker was Quentin Grimes, which in hindsight, not worth at all. I think what are your overall thoughts on this? Uh, yeah. I mean, the Knicks still have, all of their picks, all 11 first round picks. We'll see if that Wizards pick conveys, even if it doesn't. Um, they still have 10 first round picks. This is where I think, again, trading Fournier helps them get somewhere. But this is the prevailing question. If you got Donovan Mitchell, who are you really trading? It's not very easy. It's not, there aren't a lot of options. So then you go to the Embiid section. It's a lot easier to trade for him when you take the player that you would trade Fournier for and add Mitchell Robinson there and all the picks that, that makes sense there too. Um, but a lot has to shake out in the playoffs before we know I, it, I wouldn't say yes. Most of the assets are gone, but they're just different assets. And that's the beauty of having so much to work with where the Knicks can lose Emmanuel quickly and be like, yeah, we, uh, we still have more than enough in our war chest to make it worth the team's while to get that next best player. But you know what I think it is? And it kind of just dawned on me. I'm excited, not just because I do really like OG Ananobi. I'm excited because this represents the closing of one chapter and the opening of a new one. It doesn't, it's not raising the ceiling of this team like we've talked about, but it does signify, oh, wow, the Knicks really, they might really be one move away from being a legitimate team. 
And you know me, I've thought for a while now, this team is two pieces away, a superstar and a wing defender. They got me my wing defender, and I'm very happy about that. But this is almost like that moment when, you know, that kind of like naivete that you have leaving college, Andrew. And over time, something just snaps into place. You're like, this is adulthood. This is mm. this is kind of moving in that direction. That's what this trade feels like. It feels like, you know what? Time to put the toys away. It's time, unfortunately, to be an adult. And I don't actually like it, but you lean into adulthood and then you get to enjoy the perks of being an adult, which can be awesome. It can be very stressful, but really great. And this is the Knicks were a couple of years in their gawky teenage years. Last year, they were, you know, enjoying some of the highs and getting back on track. As, and now it's basically we're in our mid 20s where we have to embrace adulthood. And pretty soon then it's going to be late 20s and early 30s. And, you know, life gets better for a lot of people, I'm sure. But in this analogy, bear with me. This feels like we're growing up here. Uh, Jeremy, I, I fully see the analogy. Like, I yeah. I loved college. It was, I could mm-hmm. hang out with all of my my best friends that I made and we like lived in the same dorm together and um, life was very simple. Go to class, be passable and C's get degrees. And like, I, I, I loved college and the the, less, the lack of responsibilities. I also enjoy the perks of adulthood. Like, oh, I don't know, paying for food when I'm hungry, mm-hmm. which I wasn't able to do in college <laughs> because we were all so freaking broke. Yeah. Um, thank you, James Lee. Uh, El Coriano 11, 48 Grimes picks for Keldon Johnson. I do not think the the Spurs do that. I don't think the Spurs do that. I also don't think the Knicks do that. I do agree, though. I, I think uh, El Coriano's onto something here in a similar vein of Murray uh, with someone who's on a cheaper contract that you can acquire. But I don't know if this is quite the move. I think that on the resale value this summer, Murray would hold more value than Keldon Johnson. Um Johnson, I'm sure, offers quite a bit more of. He's he's not that different from RJ, in terms of how his play style is. He's not a, he's not supremely different, and I think that they're going to want to look for a ball handler in a way that Johnson doesn't quite provide. Which is why I still wonder if Murray is that target, especially with the smoke that comes of it. So um, I don't think it'll be Keldon. I'm with you. I think from the Spurs perspective, it's like, I guess, but sure. No, no, I don't know. Let's not do it. That's kind of how I feel like. Hush, Zoo, do you think Dolan put pressure on Leon? I think the I pressure has been there the whole time. It's well, okay. give me a winning club. I don't think it's been, you got to get me OG Ananobi because I'm feeling an itch. I, I, I think it's more... You guys do your thing. You know the CBA better than I do. I have given you full reign. You can spend what you need to, but go for it. That's where I believe we are at. I agree with Jeremy. What I what I mean by no is I don't think he called up yesterday after the Magic game and said, do the deal. I don't think this was the mellow trade. I yep. think this is this was a move that they had been wanting and considering. And then to the, the Bobby Marks deadline of it all that, that Jeremy brought up, this just worked out. Um to where there's pressure, uh, I also agree with Jeremy. I will say, I don't think Dolan is as like he that sphere in Vegas is his focus at the moment. He wants to build the <laughs> best rock and roll venues that exist in the world, let alone the country. Um, so I that, 
I think if it was like, hey, the, the Raptors will throw in funding for a new sphere in Chicago or Toronto, then he'd be like, do the deal. Do the deal. You need to do the deal. I think mm-hmm. I honestly think that is I, I've also kind of heard that that is his focus at the moment. It's why it the Knicks and the Knicks and Rangers operating competently the way they have the last couple of years is probably because Dolan has had his hands off and let his his experts be experts. And mind you, the sphere is hemorrhaging money. Mm-hmm. It is in a very bad spot financially. They fired their CFO. Uh, so I hope that he keeps trying to, I, you know what? I actually, I hope that James Dolan can find his Leon Rose uh, or his Chris Drury for the sphere because it needs it. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. his sports teams doing great. I, like It's a good time to be a Rangers fan. It's a good yep. time to be a Knicks fan. I never thought I, I always thought one had to be bad in order for the other to succeed. Because I was not alive in 1994, so I didn't get to witness uh, the run of each teams. But it's been one or the other, and it's weirdly both of them now we're doing well. So I'll take it. But yeah, no pressure, no pressure from them. Uh, Perry Eckhart, Jeremy, who's the piece? Sad to see IQ go, but you guys are talking off the ledge. But if uh, Stephen A likes this, we're all fucked. Yeah, if Stephen A likes this, I might have to completely reevaluate my own thinking. Uh, you know, again, I. I think it'll be the three guys that we mentioned that will be of interest. Uh, Embiid, Mitchell, Booker, no order, just the way that it kind of is shaken out in terms of how I said them. So I'll stick with that order to begin with. Uh, It all depends. Like the way I see it with Philly is any roadblocks that you would have had are, in my opinion, they should take a hit because the one main thing that always came about with the Raptors. I saw it repeatedly, especially like I saw it when I would bring it up. The Raptors won't do business with the Knicks because the Raptors are being sued by the Knicks. And I think the the only thing that's like, okay, well, maybe this can't happen to me is a trade between the Knicks and the Nets. That's the one embargo I do not think gets lifted. But do I think that well, Daryl Morey will refuse to trade Embiid to a, a division rival. I don't think that holds water. I just don't. I think it's a different story if Daryl Morey hates the package that the Knicks would be offering. That's a different thing. But if you are Daryl Morey and Joel Embiid comes to your office, especially like they're playing well, they're doing great. None of this matters. None of the regular season matters. It has, will, and it, it is, has been, and always will be what is Joel Embiid doing in the playoffs with the Sixers this year? And if that doesn't work out, I mean, we're going to have a new conversation about CAA and influence and how that can work out. Donovan Mitchell, if it doesn't work out with Cleveland, what's that going to look like? Devin Booker, I still think he's at least a year away. I really do. But you just don't know these things. It's very possible that it could shake out that way. So that's, that's the, the forefront of it where uh, I think it's one of those three guys. You know, it might sound crazy, but if you play your cards right, and this is where the value of time comes in, maybe you can get two of them. And again, I know how that sounds. You're telling me the Knicks get two guys in there. I don't know. But what I can tell you is that we thought OG Ananobi was going to cost more than he did. Joel Embiid, probably going to be two-time MVP unless someone like SGA comes around or uh, whatever that might be. He'll cost a lot, but also the track record for centers especially when they're what 31 years old Mm -hmm. 
I just don't think it's going to be the same value as people think. Now, it could be closer to the uh, Gobert deal, right? It doesn't have to eclipse that, but it also depends on how many teams would want Embiid, given his age, where they're at, all these things. I think the Knicks would pay a lot for him. But then you add the value of time and unloading picks and maybe Randall's part of it for someone like Booker or you know, whatever it might be, but one thing at a time. But you have to keep the distant future in mind, but for right now in the present, um, that's important. And I, I still keep going back to, man, if, if OG can extend at a lower amount, that does so much for the Knicks in terms of what they can and can't do. So, so much. I'm just going to add one wrinkle that I hadn't considered until looking at Tim Bontemps' tweet from four hours ago just now. Um, so the Raptors will be playing without a bit shorthanded, without Precious, without Malachi, without Ananobi tonight. Who do they play? The Detroit the Raptors tonight? Yes. They play the yeah. Detroit Pistons on a 28-game losing streak. I was going to say this. If the Pistons don't win tonight against the shorthanded Toronto team... It may never happen. They may be going two and eighty this year because this is their new best shot to like they're on a back to back. In fact, I think that game that game starts at six p.m. Eastern. I okay. so it starts in about an hour. By the way, I sent a text out to Benji that he'll when he turns his phone back on, he'll obviously respond to. If we're still on, which should be soon, sundown. Yeah. Um, if, he, if we're still on, I would like Benji to come on and react with us. We'll see if he's he actually able to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, real That's, quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna, it's a great point about the Raptors where it's Masai being like, the Pistons can't beat us if we actively forfeit this game. <laughs> like, it's not a loss. It, we, we lost this game. We didn't lose to them. So, whatever. yeah. They, what's going to be funny is when we look back in like 30 games and it's like the Pistons have lost, or 20 or so games, the Pistons have lost 40. 49 of the last 50 games. And the one game they won was when the Raptors were shorthanded uh, against the, against them after the OG and OB trade. So just to speed up the process a little bit, because a lot of you have been very great with your generosity. I'm just going to read and feed them to you. And that's a, that's what we'll do. I'll be, I'll be Chris Paul. You'd be Blake Griffin. Next up from busy. Wish Mitch was healthy. Can't wait to see Grimes, OG and Mitch on the court court together. If we see that happen, Jeremy, <laughs> I don't think we will, but we'll see. Brandon Kohler, sad to see RJ and IQ go, but this unlocks our offense in an interesting way. JB Randall will have more open space with an elite three point shooter on their drives. Agreed. That'll be huge. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about AG1. AG1 is a foundational nutrition supplement that supports your body's universal needs, such as gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to evaluate your baseline health. Fun fact, I recommended AG1 to all my friends, family, and Mrs. Claudio. We drink AG1 first thing in the morning, to make sure we have the energy needed to take on a busy day. There's no debate. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash filmschool. That's drink. That's drinkag1.com slash filmschool. Cool. Check it out. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. PrizePix now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepix.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepix.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, Sin Nick, uh, I always love the clever names that show up in here. Y'all are making Leon Rhodes sound like a genius. I think I would agree. Leon Rhodes is a really smart guy. He also has found people who are really good at what they do. Some of the best. Brought him into a room. If you surround yourself with smart people, that does a lot for you. And that's exactly what he does. And, uh, you know, a lot of moves, there, there's some moves that didn't pay off and some moves we'd like back, but that's all part of the process, especially when you see the moves that are working out. And hopefully this is one of the ones that does. I think it will. Um, from most so, hey, KFS, what do you think about trading for Donovan Mitchell using Grimes, Evan, Deuce, the Knicks 24 and 26 first round pl- picks plus Dallas, Washington and the Bucks pick? For Mitchell, your thoughts. So three protected, two unprotected in 24 and 26, and then Quentin Grimes, Evan Fournier, and Deuce McBride. I got to think if the math works on that. I'll try it with uh, Fanspo. I I mean, look, the thing about the picks, right? If I'm Cleveland, I don't want a 24, 26 pick. I want mm-hmm. 25, 27, uh, because those are the picks I traded away. I probably can't get a 29 pick out of it, but... I want 25 and 27 to fill in where Stepien might screw me over. I just, I don't know. Again, it's I'll think about the math. I don't hate this. I mean, the Knicks again, need a ball handler. So it'd be great to do that. But uh, it just, it all depends on, on where they're going. Um, yeah. I, I would love this trade. Mo. I, I agree with Jeremy and just, this is just from talking to people in Cleveland too. If they're not getting a stud back for Mitchell, the picks are going to be what matters. And it would be to fill in for the picks that they gave up for Mitchell. So I, unfortunately, 24 and 26 aren't the ones that I think would, would work out. And I honestly think Cleveland, because I think other teams can beat the offer for Mitchell if the Knicks aren't including 27 and 29 in the deal, um, whether it be Miami I mean, or even Brooklyn. Yeah, I will say it does. The math works, but I I don't know if the Knicks then 
hit their uh, hit the luxury tax, hit the tax apron. I'll keep working on it. I'm curious because again, it it can work, but Fanspo doesn't take the. Actually, sometimes it does. I'll figure it out. But it's an interesting thought, nonetheless. Does Cleveland accept that offer that we're calculating or Miami's offer? Tyler Hero, Hawkes Jr., three picks. Oh, I would take Miami's offer over that. Does yeah, 100%. Does Cleveland accept the Knicks offer or Cam Johnson or Thomas? Although Cam Johnson can't be traded right now, right? Because he just signed an extension. Uh, No, he could be traded at the deadline. Yeah, oh, so he can't be traded the deadline. So, mm-hmm. and I guess we're assuming to Mo Mo's credit, he's he's saying a deadline deal, um, or pick a pick a Brooklyn iteration that doesn't include Mikael Bridges. Um. Also, we've talked about roster spots. That's another factor. But no, mm-hmm. I think again, I just don't. There's a part of me that doesn't feel like it's Mitchell, the deadline. I don't Again, think I, Mitchell at the deadline yeah. either, which is why right. I, I imagined this was an off-season question. But if we're talking this deadline, I think Miami's in pole position. I also think the Cavs have kind of turned it around lately and are uh, like six and three in their last nine. So I yeah. think this is an off-season question. And I fear the Miami Heat and their ability to get a guy to want to go play for them. And what Jaime Hawkins Jr. has shown this year both makes him a, a foundational starter for them. Now, a foundational rotation piece for them. And one good playoff in Heat culture could be enough for them to pull the trigger on a Donovan Mitchell trade. That's my thought, at least. Yeah. And for whatever it's worth, I did plug it in to uh, Spot Track. If you did that trade that was just mentioned, and it just gets the Knicks under the hard cap space by $1.3 million, they could make it work. Um, Again, I just don't I don't know if that's where they'd go because it's the draft equity. If they could get away with 2024 and two protected picks, uh, then maybe they do it. But the last thing that you want is. I just feel like there are a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Smaller ones, I think I just I don't know. The Mitchell pairing doesn't it it still doesn't sit right for me in the same way it didn't when the time came with Brunson. I just I just don't love that level of size. OG helps. OG plugs the hole that you need, but also what if you didn't need to worry about any size concerns because you just didn't have Donovan Mitchell and instead focused your efforts on another player. Um, but again, I, I don't think the Cavs are going to say we'll trade Donovan Mitchell before they even get the chance to offer him a max extension this summer. They they owe it to themselves to do that, even if it might be foolish. Um, that's why they made the trade. It's to keep that star in their market, and they're not going to get anyone who's as good if they trade Donovan Mitchell for spare parts. Next up, David Crockett. Crockett, this is directed at me. A baseball super chat. GMAC, the Braves got Chris Sale today? How am I just now finding out about Oh, you that? didn't? Well, because you were in a movie. Uh, what the... Oh, yeah, they got Chris Sale. Uh, so, to be clear, Chris Sale was like low key washed in yes. Boston. Mm-hmm. That, uh, c- to continue, David, I'm going to look up the steal now. David Crockett adds an angry emoji of a guy cursing <laughs> them for, oh, bleep them F- for not F- letting us have this one. Uh, following my, following my, blowing my Nia vibes. I hate them. JK, go Knicks. Look, the Braves just got a distressed asset in Jared Kalanick from the Ra- the the Mariners, and I'm terrified of that. 
They're getting a distressed asset from the Red Sox and Chris Sale. And I'm terrified of that because now, you know, Chris Sale is going to be like 4-0 with an ERA under one against the Knicks and the Knicks against the Mets in four starts. And I fully expect Jared Kalanick to hit a couple home runs against the Mets, including a walk-off against Edwin Diaz at some point this year, fully flipping the the trade uh, against the Mets and in favor of the Braves. Um, I'm going to look up the full deal in a not Nick's circle. Thank you, David, for bringing that to my attention. John mentioned he was at SNY. I decided to use the day to be a good husband and take the the missus to a movie. And I turned my phone off when I'm at the movies. And when I turned the phone on, the Knicks had traded OG, traded IQ and RJ for OG and Anobi. So um, next up, oh, from, from Gbo, IQ is not going to stay, wants to start good trade. IQ didn't have a choice, Gbo. Mm-hmm. He was a restricted free agent. So the Knicks absolutely could have matched whatever offer that there was. Um, I think... He wanted to start and he has a chance to. So that's why if you're in the... I'm a pro-quickly guy and I am happy he's hopefully going to get a chance to start and we'll see what he is in the future and agree that this is a good trade. And there's something Um, with the optics uh, as well, which uh, our friend Bernard mentioned, which is paying IQ more than paying Brunson just doesn't look good. Whether we like it or not, that optically speaking, it just... It's like with Yamamoto... Earning more than Garrett Cole when Yamamoto's never played the MLB and now he's earning more than the guy who just won the Cy Young Award. It there's a weird vibe to it. This is the optics exist. Agreed. I agree. Um, Hush Zoo jokes aside, but the Nets pick up the phone. No. Mm -hmm. Next up from Cynic. Uh, Love you, Hush Zoo. Thank you. It's a funny joke. It's never happening. Uh, That's also directed at you, Kevin. Um, From Cynic again. Who gets minutes tonight? Do you think OG can get here by Minnesota game Monday? So Steph Bondi did report that the OG and all of the players that were traded today should be able to get. uh, should be able to get uh, to their new locations by their next game after tonight, which is Monday's game. So I, I expect OG and Obi to play the matinee on New Year's Day against Minnesota. That's my expectation, at least. And we get sure. to see that the Knicks new starting off five looks like. He also adds, Jeremy is an effing genius. And I co-sign. Thank you. No, but I appreciate it. Yes. 100%. That's the we're all name. good. We're all we're good, good at, at what like, we do. And you're all very good at, good at what very, you do. I'm very good at this. I don't know about other stuff, but thank you. You are a genius at this. Okay. I, My head I, doesn't I, need to get larger. I pre- thank you. But I'm good. <laughs> Dom Cappuccini. Well, my super chat last night might've been answered in regards to how the Knicks went out of sync after Monday trade rumors. Love the player. Love. No first miss IQ, but makes sense. I'd be curious to hear, I mean, you said it, you don't think the news got out of this trade potentially happening. Um, I think just, or I haven't watched the game yet from last night. I probably never will now. Um, but the, the magic game, I probably just never know. I have no reason to. Although I, it is I, missed, I missed it. And there's a part of me that's like, you know, is there anything I can take away from it? And now I'm thinking, probably not. It is a historical document now. It's the last time RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly played for the New York Knicks. So if you want to go relive that, you you can. Probably not the most uh, anticipated Knicks rewind. It's more of a bittersweet one. But no. um, I mean, I, I saw the, me. I saw what the second unit looked like. The Thunder game is an interesting final game for RJ and IQ, where one shouldn't have been subbed in for the other, mm-hmm. and then they're both gone three days later. <laughs> There's also 
I I wanted to rewatch this because I thought, oh, I'll bring this up for the podcast because it'll be kind of interesting moving forward. Now it's not really relevant. I could have sworn that there was a moment when IQ and RJ are playing together and IQ has the ball at the top of the key and RG uh, is on the wing where IQ was looking at RJ to pass it. And then it was like, uh, RJ's wide open and IQ mm-hmm. just instinctively was like, I can't, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And then the ball wound up getting to RJ who missed an open three. And it was in that moment where I was like, this doesn't feel like animosity or anything between the two. It could have just been one player. It likely was one player being like, not his night. Let's look for something else. But man, their teammates in a new city, in a new team. And that one play just kind of stuck with me for whatever it was worth. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fargo Tufo. Again, Alex, have gonna have to invest in earplugs so I don't have to hear Clyde say Ananobly fifty times a game. Also, the G League fairy blessed us with has blessed Deuce. Let's F and go Knicks. I'm very curious where Deuce McBride falls in in the rotation. Now, do you think he'll get minutes? I'm assuming he'll now be the twelve minute player, the eight to twelve minute player that mm-hmm. Quentin Grimes had become, and then Grimes's minutes go up. Um yeah, I'm just, I'm very, this is something to pay attention to over the next couple weeks and how this plays out until the Knicks potentially make another move. Yeah. You know? uh, I could imagine Clyde oftentimes just saying OG as opposed to uh, having to say his last name. Uh, I also want to have uh, an, and a nobody in the as a dark horse candidate that slips out of her now and then. Mm. Uh, they're just, I think Ananobly is a good call though by Alex. Um, yeah, but Deuce will fill in where he needs to, and they're certainly going to need him tonight because they don't have too many active bodies out there. Next up, Dom Cappuccini. Jeremy, do you, you don't see Precious as a failsafe if iHeart raises his free agency value in a big way? I don't, especially because I think that another team could very much be interested in Precious Achua and the Knicks would then... Like, there's a way if the Knicks could turn Achua... I keep mentioning his name, but Andre Drummond, where it's like turning one thing into another who's a better fit. Because now the Knicks don't have the luxury of just drafting for talent or trading for talent. They've been going very much towards pure fit who fits around Jalen Brunson, who fits around Julius Randall. Uh, and oftentimes there's an overlap for both of those things. It's shooting and defense. Those are nice things to have with Achua. I maybe they see him as something more than what he's been. I am skeptical. I just, they love their rim protecting bigs who don't shoot the ball, who stay close to the basket, who can rebound a lot. And he does one of those things. And he'd have to change a lot as a player. And I don't think the Knicks have the time or patience to work with Achua to be a player that he has not been yet. Whereas they could take that player and the Bulls employ Vucevic. Vucevic spaces the floor, one of the best shooting bigs uh, among them, and the fives, um, in the NBA. And that's not what Drummond's game is. So do I think Precious Achua is close to Vucevic? No, but his game might be closer. Uh, but I, I haven't also spent a lot of time watching Achua. I, he's just not been a focal point for me, and he hasn't seen a ton of time as is. So um, I, I just don't love the fit as the player he is today. Next up, Will Oliver. Sad to see both go, but got to take big swings. Uh, let's go, Knicks. 
Cosine on the sentiment, Will Oliver. Dom Cappuccini, I don't believe you on the first three words you say. My last <laughs> thoughts. I woke up, thanks to John's sobering post game, to the thoughts that without number 23, I should check expectations to six to eight seed instead of four or five. I wonder if this is uh, not so fast, my friend, moment once the new pieces gel. I, I mean, I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I think the Knicks were still in the four to seven range. Like this, this, mm-hmm. this glut between four and seven, I think the Knicks were just firmly in. And uh, while I think OG and IQ, as far as impact goes, will be somewhat of a wash, although I, I, I admit oh, IQ brings something more offensively. Um, I'm, I'm going to be very careful how I say this. The way RJ had just been playing over the last six weeks, less RJ would have been better. And now no RJ exists. So I wonder if just that subtraction alone uh, helps in, in that sense. What do you think, Jeremy? I think it's a very accurate and fair statement. The Knicks have also just been through the ringer with these games. I mean, mm-hmm. playing the Celtics and the Bucks 10 times is kind of cruel. But thinking about since, uh, since December 1st, I mean, they played what? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Played nine games. Eight of those nine games were on the road, even if one of them was in Brooklyn. Then to come home and play the Bucks and lose. Then to win on Christmas Day. To go on the road again, Oklahoma City and Orlando. And then go to Indiana on the second night of a back-to-back, which is tonight. Uh, oh, and then you get to start the new year with the best team in the West at home <laughs> uh, with the Timberwolves. And it gets a little bit lighter from there. Not a lot. It's it's a competitive league right now. And the Knicks just happen to draw a very difficult schedule. Things will get a bit better, mind you. I mean, playing the Bulls three times the month of April uh, would, on paper, lead to hopefully some easy wins, teams that are tanking. You're playing Detroit at home now for all of these games. So uh, I still think, yeah, they're, I don't think they anything changed from that range. I I just think if a team gets the fourth seed, it's because they had a very favorable schedule. Like the heat get to play in a division where three of their teams are going to probably be in the bottom eight this year of the NBA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the other one is fine. Like, I mean, it's just, that's the nature of how it's operating where, uh, they just have to deal with a really tough schedule. The Knicks do so. So whatever. I don't know. I don't know how much stock you put. Well, it, we all should take stock in this. What Tankathon ranks is like strength of schedule because they're just using records and what the the Knicks records are. And the Knicks have like a ton of home games the rest of the year too. Um, the Knicks have the 18th toughest schedule, so the 12th easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. And after playing uh, Minnesota on Monday, that will get even easier because. They will be done with Minnesota. Um, we'll not have to play them again the rest of the year. They only have one more game against Milwaukee the rest of the year. Um, one more game with OKC. So like their their schedule in theory will get easier after they've made this deal. Mm-hmm. So Hush Zoo, is there any chance where the Knicks trade Randall for a superstar? Brunson OG superstar, or is it Randall here for the long, long time? <laughs> Go ahead. I, I mean, what sounds better than Brunson OG superstar. To me, it's Brunson OG Randall superstar. I'm just saying, I, if you can find I, a way to make it work, and then 
use him, then do it. Mythic Monty, from what I can recall, uh, DJM can't be... DeJounte Murray can't be traded until mid-January because of his extension. The timing on this move seems interesting with that in mind. That's true? It's early January, but that's correct. It's not like anything could be made today. It's not like there's a trade on the horizon in the next week, so we're safe there. Dom Cappuccini. Oh, one, see, I told you, you're not mm-hmm. done. Oh, one more, but very important real quick. Does Precious play defense? See you all later. Hopefully after a win, even without quickly. Uh, he had one season that I think was very strong defensively, but um, again, I haven't watched enough of them to be able to talk confidently about Prestichua's defense. So I'm sure we will see in the coming days. Simply going by defensive EPM, the good old uh, best advanced metric that exists, most likely. Um, he was, like you said, the two years ago, the 2022 mm-hmm. season, he had a plus 2.2 D EPM, which was the 94th percentile. Since then, it's down to the 55th percentile last year, and it's even worse this year, the 42nd percentile. So maybe the Knicks knowing that that exists, uh, that the two years ago version of him exists, and we could try to coach that back into him. I'm very curious uh, if they give that a shot to him to be the new, um, not for him to be like a backup center, even a backup power forward in, on this team. Uh, I mm-hmm. I mean, they're wild cards. We'll see how, how much they matter. Uh, Anthony Strano, Evan Fournier, and first rounds for Murray next. We've been over this. Uh, I mm-hmm. highly recommend going back if you haven't listened yet to... Well, if you're listening on the pod, you already have. Um, and if you got to this point in the pod, you already probably watched it uh, on YouTube. So Jeremy had an outstanding... If you're watching live and just tuned in, Jeremy broke this down at the very beginning of the show before we got to Super Chats. And presented a live cap or no cap theory of how DeJounte Murray might actually be the thing the Knicks target next. And the very coherent and reasonable reasons why. Justin Cole, Hawks fan, sadly. But watch KFS all the time. We appreciate that. Oh, speaking of, Jeremy broke down our situation here regarding DeJounte Murray. Better than any local guys. Great people content here because Jeremy is a genius. And we... But Stan, Mr. Cohen, and his geniusness here at KFS. Justin, I'm sorry that your local guys aren't able to evaluate the the salary cap, but I appreciate the comments. Thank you. Especially knowing your local guys. 